0: Gaslit Streets is brought to you by the Independence Public Media Foundation and produced in partnership with Idea Center for the Arts in beautiful Camden, New Jersey. The views and opinions expressed on the Gaslit Streets podcast are those of the hosts, guests, and participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host venue, our employers, or other affiliates.
1: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Gaslit Streets, the podcast where we explore community, culture, and the truths that set us free. I am Vidra Chandler, Camden native, singer, mother, champion of the arts community, and I'm here with...
0: Stephen Danley. I'm going to brandish my hoops credentials a bit for the episode today. Played college hoops across the river in the Big Five. I once fouled LeBron James so hard that a shoe executive threatened to back- blacklist me from college hoops. And I personally believe the best five players from my high school, DeMatha Catholic, can beat any five from Camden High.
1: Oh, strong words. In case you haven't guessed, today's topic is Camden, slander, and basketball. And Steve just participated in both.
0: In fairness, I'm not going to be the only person slandering Camden High in this episode. We'll be talking about Kevin Armstrong's controversial article. We have Coach Bird on, though I don't think he'll be bringing much slander. And our correspondents, Chris Williams and John Kunkel, will dive in on the Camden High controversy.
1: You want the high? You got the high.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, V, I know we just set up all the slander, but I kind of wanted to start in a nice place. I managed to stop by the Peace Games this weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, I thought this would be a cool place to start because it's just a little kind of entry into the Camden Camden Hoop scene. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell our audience a little bit about what the, the Peace Games are?
1: Absolutely. So the Peace Games started in, I think, 2016. A free co-ed basketball tournament played on a outside court, so in a Camden Park or open space. Uh, it was started in my office through the Connect the Lots initiative, So, and I cannot take credit for the idea at all, and I would never because... I probably would never personally come up with a basketball tournament as a, as a programming. <laughs> it's a good idea. sign. We're launching yes. into a
0: full hour. Well, on basketball. I know,
1: but I mean, look, I love sports, but I like. The, I always say this, like I like. Sorry, I'm digressing, but this is important. I Digress. watch. I watch Cheer on Netflix, okay. like the documentary, because like sure. I love cheerleading, and I actually love this documentary because I think. They do a good job of, on focusing of the, on the sport of cheerleading um, in addition to everything else. Anyway, but also cheerleading, I was on the dance team. So this was how I ended up spending time at basketball games is that we danced at halftime at all the basketball games at Harvard. So I went i had been to every single Harvard men's and women's basketball home game. Yeah. And the they must have there. won at least two or three of them. Maybe. not even those (laughs) they're they're better now
0: harvard can play with tommy the
1: dance team was the best part (laughs) i believe
0: that the dance team was not the best part of the peace games
1: no Um, especially since we had one come and they didn't show up anyway the point is that we had the peace games and it is this free outdoor tournament that we do in camden's parks and open spaces we've been doing it for several years and just last year in 2021 we started doing this with a new partner the they're a group of Camden guys, and they or they don't have like a nonprofit, but they call themselves Park Presenting Alternative Resources for Kids. There we go. Yeah, there you go. So they approached actually Mayor Vick and said, "We want to put on a basketball tournament. How can the city assist?" And they directed them to my office because we are already fundraising for the Peace Games. Wonderful. Yeah. So it was a synergy, and it when I tell you it's magic, it's magic. Like these got like I have a budget, right, which is great. So yeah. and a, and an idea and like a logo. Woohoo. They have their fingers in like every community pie, so they're like bringing out like uh, you know, first of all, basketball players from all over town and all over the region, and right. then they're getting like their friend who does the juice and their boy who makes the smoothies and like everybody you know, and all these people, awesome vendors that they're introducing to me and to the community, and we just brought them together to program Vanita Park in Kramer Hill.
0: So I just want to say I walked in and this was like a complete blast from the past for me. So. <laughs> I played um, played pretty competitive hoops for a long time, and actually, funny story. The way I found out about the Peace games, even before I saw it advertised for you, from from you from Connect the Lots, was I ran in and got a flyer at the Victor um, at the bar. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> something was, else
1: that would not have happened except for my partners. They right, were and everywhere. it was
0: Darnell Foreman there. But the funny thing is, Darnell's son, also named Darnell Foreman, played a pen just after me. Ah. And so I saw on the flyer that Darnell Foreman was running it. And I'm like, oh, he's coming oh, back. He's a coach. I think he's out in Oklahoma City now, player development in the NBA. And I'm like, oh, there he is. I know Darnell. Like we, yeah. we played hoops over at Rutgers a little bit together now and then. And, uh, and so I was like, I'm going to have to swing through. And he goes, no, I'm Darnell. But and Darnell's
1: great. And he worked with Guy Rozier, Mel Hanna, like all these amazing gentlemen who just like brought so much energy and magic.
0: But the thing that, that really struck me is I was expecting, how should we put it? A charity basketball event. Low-level hoops, some people rolling it out there, talking, hanging out. And I show up, and I was there the second day. The game I caught was between a Camden team and... and a team that had a couple of seven-footers. And it was a little bit of... Uh, there were a lot of folks there. Mm-hmm. Energy was high. Yeah. The one team had Damon, Damon's kid yep. on it. Damon's right? kid, yeah. And uh, and they had these two seven-footers. There were folks there. Where are they going? You know, Are they getting college offers? Hopefully. The Camden team Maybe was being Scouts coached by Brian Gregg, who was one of my students. Yeah, who's the Shout JV out, coach at Camden High, JV right? JV coach at Camden yeah. High. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game was great. I was sitting there with... Um, with some folks who are real familiar with college basketball. And we're talking about like, where are folks going? What yeah. college, what scholarships? And this is literally the, the vibe
1: that we've been trying to create with the Peace Games for years. And it was just a pleasure to see it happen. And that's exactly it. Like it was like the basketball people were like having a great time with the basketball and the non-basketball people were having a great time with everything else. And then there was also obviously some, some chance to mix and mingle, but I'm glad you got that experience of like talking about who the players are and like, where are they going? And I'll tell you this in preparation for this podcast, as I was also preparing for the peace games. And again, I've been putting on the peace games for five years now. Like this was the first time that it actually really hit me like, Oh, like basketball's a big deal here. <laughs> I'm serious. Like See, this hurts my of soul, but I'm well, glad welcome. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> mean? Yeah. And like, of course it's a big deal here and I know it's a big deal here, but I also think of football as being a big deal here and like, you know, right. other sports and, but like that article just, it definitely turned the page on helping me understand just what, basketball is and we're going to get into this a little bit more when we talk about the article you know I have some feelings about schools and towns having a thing and that being awesome and other people being able to partake of and participate in that thing so yeah yeah. we
0: uh, should we tease it now we have a uh, big surprise for our audience. There's going to be a personal releva- revelation. revelation. There's going to be, we're going to have a big twist midway through. No, I'm hyping no, it too much. Let's jump true. in right now. Not, it, it's, they're <laughs> going gonna, gonna to be excited. So I want to dive into this article and uh, <laughs> I don't know how to start with this. NJ.com, Kevin Armstrong. This article was titled Camden celebrates a hoops rebirth, but critics wonder, did they cheat their way to a championship? Mm. And uh, let me just can't
1: have nothing is what I want to say. We can't have nothing. Did they
0: cheat their way to a championship? Anytime you can just get the critics right up there in the headline, you know? Yeah. Um, Great idea. So for for our audience, I assume a bunch of folks have read these. We'll put this in the show notes. So if you want to take a break and and go read it, but I'm going to do a quick summary. Um, Camden High School last couple of years among the best high school basketball programs in the country. Talking in the um, kind of abbreviated COVID year, there was a chance they would win the overall national championship, ranked as high as three or four in the country, undefeated for a long time. I think they ended up with one loss. This year, won the state championship for the first time in, in quite a while. Really big deal in the city. Um, and that's been driven by the rise of DJ Wagner, whose family has this deep kind of connection to the city. His mm-hmm. father, Dewan Wagner, was a high school player at Camden High, ended up going um, and playing in the pros for a while for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was the first high school player to score 100 points in a high school basketball game that's going to come up again in this article um and then he, he was a part of kind of basketball royalty already because his father Milt Wagner was uh played for Louisville after playing for Camden High played for the Los Angeles Lakers when they won a national championship um all these things kind of as, as you go and so there's this setup which is Camden is riding high it's back to the glory days we're here it's rocking there's people getting scholarships the place is packed you know they even jacked up ticket prices a little bit to make sure the school's getting their money. Um, And then this article comes out and it's about the fact that five of the six top players on Camden High currently don't reside in the city, including DJ Wagner. And so it talks a little bit about the tuition program they're using that is relatively new to Camden um, so that you can attend Camden schools if you're from outside the city. Um, But then when the article really starts to get strange is it goes back to this Wagner history. And it starts to get a little weird. There's this talk about Milt, the grandfather, playing with Billy Thompson. Um, and then it starts to tell the story of Dewan Wagner scoring 100 points. I remember this, because it was hard to get footage. I was in high school, and we're all looking around. It's making ESPN. It's this grainy, we want to know what was going on. Um, but the story that was told here was about the fact that um, Dewan Wagner was taken by his coach to a strip club after scoring 100 points. And it was just kind of thrown into the article. Similarly, later on, there was talk about DJ Wagner and how he's literally the top player in his class in the country. He's going um, to be a professional unless something very odd happens, which happens with high school players sometimes. Um, they were talking about DJ. And at a different point in the article, they mentioned that DJ, Dewan's son, was getting in a fistfight over the summer circuit. And this is where the article starts to get weird. It starts to talk about... Um, as if something that has been done wrong, as if this tuition program's cheating, as if this pipeline of players from a particularly, particular summer league team, an AAU team for the hoopheads, um, was doing something kind of different than what's being done with other schools. Um, and then some conversations about Camden that, that really, really I thought got of this issue of, it seemed like the author's thesis was, why would someone want to come to Camden? So that's for our audience. And I know you have some feelings about this and and you always zero in on the way Camden's described.
1: Yes. So I do. And this was so actually, thank you for that recap, because there were parts of that article that you just described that while I was reading them, I was like, had no idea what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) And now I feel like I better better understand why I had no idea what was going on, because it's stupid and nobody should have been talking about people in a strip club anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, I got stopped up a couple of times while reading this article and once at the very beginning. So this, this piece took me a little bit off guard. Players exited the bus by Kane Avenue. They strode past a boarded up house with stay out police spray painted on plywood and past derelict brick edifices scheduled for demolition. A din grew as they advanced beyond a park where stop the violence is stenciled on two courts, on a court two blocks from the Philadelphia 76ers $82 million facility. City of Champions, shouted Mayor Vitkar Starvin, who won two state titles and finished as the runner-up twice as a player from Camden in the 1980s. The Panthers represent hope as the city rebuilds, but the presence of the well-traveled star players also raises questions about residency, guardianship, and fair play. Camden High assembled an all-star roster of players from six towns across five counties. So this is ridiculous we, for me this is a, troubling we need to
0: drop where's our we're being gaslit. drop yes can we make it yeah can here, get the, it goes, is there like a sound, sound effect yeah yeah we're, that's we're Craig. Craig, that, right Craig put that
1: sound effect in there the gaslit. <laughs> the gaslight has dropped and shattered and the gas is everywhere and the street is on fire um because I'm just like First of all, and this happens all the time, right? And this happens in other articles and blah, blah, blah. But this description of the street that the players were walking down is totally ridiculous. Like, I'm not saying it's false. I'm not saying he's lying. But this is not the way that... I see that street, let's put it that way. And that one of the things we said when we first started this podcast is that this gaslighting occurs where people tell us lies about this city so frequently and so eloquently sometimes that we begin to believe them, even right. though they are not consistent with our reality. So when I think about how I might've described that exit from the bus, I say it this way. Players exited the bus by Kane Avenue. They strode down a tree-lined street in a well-populated neighborhood and passed a park where many of these athletes played on outdoor courts growing up. The team passed by Invincible Cat, a monumental piece of custom public art that the sculpture is a 22-foot panther made entirely from recycled car hoods for a project called A New View Camden. Shameless plug, I know, but I'm doing it anyway, which (laughs) used public art to draw draw attention to the city's challenges with illegal dumping and environmental injustice that plagues the city, along with hit pieces that assume the worst about the city and then reinforce those assumptions themselves. A din grew as they advanced beyond a park flanked by historic mansions where Stop the Violence is stenciled on a court two blocks from the Philadelphia 76ers' $82 million facility. City of Champions, shouted Mayor Vic Carstarfen, who won two state titles and finished as runner-up twice as a player for Camden in the 80s. The Panthers represent hope as the city rebuilds, but the presence of the well-traveled star players surely raises questions regarding residency, guardianship, and fair play, which in turn raises questions regarding racism, stereotype, and city shaming. Camden High assembled an all-state all roster of players from six towns spread across five counties. And since when is Camden as clever and resourced as towns like Haddonfield, whose magnet programs have been flourishing for decades? For me, this is a little bit more true. This is what he's trying to say. Not like, oh, how did we do this? How did we? How did they manage to pull it together? No, how did any? How did this city full of black and brown poor people manage to figure out a way to get well-resourced kids with good playing time and experience onto their courts to play basketball? Because this place is a nightmare, and nobody would ever want to be there.
0: Well, <laughs> this is this is the thing. While you're talking about this, I was thinking about another framing for the story, right? Um, State invests 130 million dollars in New Camden High School. Yes, Loco so the players have a
1: court with air conditioning and Wi-Fi. So
0: excited <laughs> that they wish to attend. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's other framings, and this is the thing we're going to talk about the Camden piece of this, and then we're going to do a deep dive with Coach Bird into the the hoops piece of this because yeah. people want to know is if I'm sure he has something to say about the Camden, Camden piece too. I, I <laughs> to, well, yeah, we can bring in the Camden piece. Um, but but the Camden piece really seems to hinge on this idea of why would someone come to Camden? unless it's about cheating right unless you're right? cheating why it why must would be cheating
1: and, if you're going there
0: and so i i really kind of um, you must
1: be buying drugs look really right let's it, not play my, my husband he will tell this story there are times when he was a student at Rutgers camden if he said he was on his way to camden people were like oh like what are you really going for you can't I, just
0: i was told not to leave downtown in my car without someone in the passenger seat when i first moved here which was about 10 years ago because Absolutely. the police would pull you over assuming you were in the neighborhood for for these reasons um and that seems to basically be the the assumption here and so i pulled this little stretch um that talks about why one of the families um why one of the families decided to come here so they start by talking about um Elijah is a, a point guard for the, the team, a guard, and why he was looking for another place to play. So he was at Rani. His father says, um, once we realized Ranny wasn't looking to compete at that level and scholarships were looking scarce, we were like, wow, maybe he should go to a national power, Tremont said. He played with these guys in the summer, and I said, let's move down here and make it happen. To establish residency in Camden, Tremont said he rented a place on Chase Street, one mile from the high school. He provided a utility bill and lease to the NJSIAA so that Elijah would not have to miss a game. The neighborhood is dotted with row houses, an open air drug market, a boarded up building with a tree growing out of the second story window and a vacant shop with red rum painted on the door. This to me is where this article gets really strange, right? It's not a story about how an investment in a public school could cause people to move to the neighborhood because they wanted to be a part of it. It's a story about about cheating, about how it's unfair to to other places. Um, And I started thinking about this. How different is this From other reasons, people go to schools. I wonder. How different, right? (laughs) How different is it than moving somewhere else for an academic program, for a magnet program, for something? And the specific kind of technique they used here is a tuition program. Right. Every district in New Jersey has the option of opting into this tuition program, and I have done more research than I ever imagined. I mean, it's it's like I have a kid, you know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. What kind um, of schools can go to? Yeah. Right, and uh, into what the tuitions are charged. Why are people doing it? What's going on? Um, and and how are they advertising it? And I want to get into all that, but first, yeah, our big reveal. Well, are it's we, not we doing a big some major up, twist. You
1: could literally go to my Facebook profile and know <laughs> that I graduated from Haddonfield Memorial High School in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Yay! The
0: reveal isn't that you. No, <laughs> you graduated no. the from point Haddonfield. is that I
1: did it while living in the city of Camden right. and having residency here and not needing to rent a house in Haddonfield in order to prove anything, first of all my mom was a high school guidance counselor in pensalkin and she knew like you said i don't know how that kind of advertising is going on but she knew that in new jersey you could do this and she knew that haddonfield did it and she knew that haddonfield was like the number one school district south of mercer county and probably number five in the state and she paid me money every year for me to ride patco from Ferry avenue to haddonfield walk my behind down king's highway and go to school with these rich kids who had a beautiful state-of-the-art school with what we were looking for, which was a stellar academic program. If we had been looking for a stellar basketball program, I can tell you right now, I don't think that Haddonfield would have been the school that we chose for our tuition. But we were looking also, for Also, you STEM. would
0: have had some delusional parents, because I've seen you. you know, <laughs> they Jerry would have been like, yay, be. and it would have been a
1: hot mess. Oh, my Lord. No, yeah, that would have been messed up. Or whatever, right? I'll tell you what else. I'll t- actually, this is actually legit, as we were talking about cheerleading earlier. Right. I was looking for a school with a good cheerleading program. Right. And they warned me when I got to Haddonfield that this was not the school. Not the right one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But I cheered anyway. I did one season of basketball, and so I could say I did it and th- get the pictures. But the point is that we paid tuition so that I could have the, experience, the high school experience that I was looking for. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't untoward. And in fact, we had <clears throat> three students in my, well, let's, i just keep it Ivy we had three students in my graduating class who attended Ivy League schools and two of those three were tuition students so not only did we go there because it was good academics but Haddonfield was clearly recruiting kids who would improve their academic standing and go on to these schools so that they could be noted we had to take admissions exams I didn't just walk in like they had to place me and make sure that I was going to be the, and you know whatever an asset to this environment in the way that we said so when I read some article like this that for one minute insinuates that it is out of uh, anywhere out of the norm even, even out of the norm, forget about cheating, but even abnormal for a parent to choose to pay tuition, to send their child to a public school, especially to get them into a specific program or onto a specific track. It infuriates me because when I want to do it in the white school district, nobody is thinking about it for one second as cheating. But as soon as some anybody white, black, Mexican spin, I don't care what from anywhere other than Camden decides that they want to step one foot inside my town and go to my school and do my thing, then all of a sudden somebody is cheating. And this to me is just blatant racism.
0: Can I put on my Kevin Armstrong gaslighting hat? I'm going to rewrite the headline. We're breaking news here on the Gaslit Streets podcast. Haddonfield celebrates an academic rebirth, but critics wonder, did they cheat their way to Ivy
1: attendance? (laughs) Basically, right? (laughs) What kind of headline could you ever imagine?
0: Uh, So I did a little homework uh, just to rile you up a little bit more, Vidra. So Haddonfield now has, they advertise this program, tuition's, you know, $16,000 a year or so.
1: 16! Yeah, yeah. It's getting expensive. I know we yeah. paid like five or six. Um,
0: it's, it's gotten a little more expensive. Um, and so I went and started to pull the testimonials. And here's my favorite one. Sorry. Our daughter is a highly motivated, competitive student athlete. HMHS was the best choice for her because the environment enabled her to thrive academically as well as athletically. There's no doubt in our minds that our daughter is well prepared for college. <laughs> I went through five testimonials. There was a track runner, mm. a softball player, a lacrosse player, mm. and a soccer player mm-hmm. in the testimonials. Wow, it seems pretty clear yeah. that this is not a Camden no. High no. issue. And
1: we're getting the article right. Doesn't he says it? He's like, well, like they use like unorthodox practice. There's nothing unorthodox. We're sitting right here looking at it. Like it's nothing weird. We all, everybody does this.
0: Here's the flyer morristown has. Um, Our athletics are recognized as the most competitive program in South Jersey. Morristown supports 27 athletic programs with 52 teams, enabling more than 70% of our students to participate in interscholastic athletics. Recent accolades include eight state championships, 18 regional championships, and 42 conference championships. On three occasions, Morristown has been recognized with the Group 3 ShopRite Cup for having the best sports program in the state as measured by a combination of championship caliber team and good sportsmanship.
1: Unbelievable be I have one
0: more here's Linwood what does Linwood offer I have no idea where Linwood is Linwood? do we need to go I have Google a big idea you know? somebody know
1: where Linwood is <laughs> I got oh, nothing. No. All
0: right, Linwood. I'm sorry. I apologize. Our one uh, listener in Linwood, <laughs> write in. It's uh, the ga- it's, <laughs> yeah, Gaslit Streets yeah, at gmail.com for the hate like mail. The yeah, a lot of a lot of gaslighting of Linwood right now. I'm going to apologize preemptively. <laughs> Students may find a spot on one of our many successful athletic teams or participate in co-curricular activities ranging from quality music and drama programs to competitive intellectual clubs to numerous service organizations. Oh, we have. Oh, uh, it's close to the shore. Close to the shore, got Linwood. It. Linwood oh. down the and shore. You know, They have a wonderful tuition program. So if you want the shore life, life, the academic life, the the, the athletic life, you know, then we're, uh, why are we pitching Linwood? I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very (laughs) unclear. Um, But so there was an article from uh, from 2015 saying that there's 130 participating districts right now in this program. And I guess my question is like, was there a phone call made to any other school?
1: Any? Was there a phone call? Was there a question, an article? And we can't have a nothing, <laughs> okay? Can we win a basketball championship? Tag on! I have asked this question many times, and I feel like now I'm so satisfied almost that I have the answer, which is where's the magnet school in Camden? I have long believed that Camden is a great place for a, a true magnet school, a school that invites people from other districts, other areas, whatever, to descend upon this county and this county seat for um you know a cool educational opportunity and i think in order to have like a cool magnet school you got to have like a thing a thing that your magnet school does a lot of them are cool it's science we have uh, creative arts morgan village academy which i also consider to be a magnet school but we talk about it more as like a a intra intra community magnet right yeah exactly so i feel like i was always kind of especially with you know whatever camden rising right like there's there's people who drive to and from town every day. I, you know, there's there's a great um, This American Life about a magnet school in Connecticut near New Haven, where this woman basically was like, we have so many commuters from the suburbs in this neighborhood, and wouldn't it be nice if people could commute together? So they can bring their kids, and they can, you know, drop them off, and then they pick them up to work, and they all ride home together. I was like, that sounds neat, right? Like, whatever. Anyway, these are interesting ideas, but while I'm over here daydreaming, like, meanwhile, Camden High is building, like, a world-class basketball program and a state-of-the-art building, and now we have people who are attracted to the school, and I think this is amazing, and I think that this program is is great in that way, and, you know, it it enabled me to do something that I wanted to do, which was go to the kind of high school that I wanted um, and still get the education that I wanted to receive, and yeah, I think that Camden should charge more money. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely do. You're telling me that it's cost $15,000 a year for an out of town student to go to Haddonfield High School. People are coming up with this money. And I, I think that we're going to, are we going to get here? What do we charge? $1,200 or $1, something? $1,500. $1,500. We should absolutely charge more money. Absolutely. That money, it can be put to amazing youth. use. these programs, I don't know, who knows? I don't know. Basketball it must cost a lot of money. Charge more money. And um, recruit more kids. And what about the next sport, right? On to the next one. What about football? Let's recruit some football. I don't know. I know that we have an amazing, again, music program at Creative Arts. People want to come learn jazz. People want to learn from Mr. Dickerson. I'm. I'm putting it out there. I'm not mad. Now, I'm also under the impression, without having any information about the school board, that there's plenty of room in these schools and this was also the case when I was going to Haddonfield is that there was space you they my understanding was that you could not do it your district couldn't participate in the program if you were full so you can't be displacing kids you can't be kicking kids you're out of your town out you can't be leaving high school or high school age kids and their parents in the position of trying to figure out where to send their kid to school so that you can recruit kids for your magnet program but as long as there's room bring them on.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to shout out Jose Delgado. We'll put some of his comments. He's had comments in the Philadelphia Inquirer on Facebook um, on this issue. And he's been really focused on both fairness and the financial aspect of this. And so I pulled a quote from this 2015 article that really laid out this program um, that started in 1999. and so they talk about um, students who are out of the district are eligible. And so the article asks, why are school districts looking into this option? And the quote is revenue. By opening seats to out of district students, tuition goes to the districts and will keep funds flowing in while the student is enrolled. And I think this is important because- Don't we need money? The, one of the accusations of cheating <laughs> was that, um, actually this is malfeasance because you're not charging the full amount that it costs the state to educate a student. But nobody is, are they? This is, first of all, I, re- I took the numbers, no one is. Spring Lake charges $6,000. Madison's a little closer to your Haddonfield rates, it's 15000 And But Pittman, does it cost
1: $15,000 to right. educate a
0: student? Pittman is $4,250. Right. right. So you have all these different levels. This isn't how schools work, and no. this is partially why it's so difficult to have a school district with so many different options and the, the charter schools and the Renaissance schools. Is it's not a bucket of dollars because it's how many teachers you need, which is how big the class. And if you have slots in the class, then it's just you don't need any more teachers. Top. Exactly. And so or this was 2015. Else, a more lunches. And Haddenfield said uh, they generate about four hundred thousand dollars a year through this program. <laughs> And so it's a little revenue boost.
1: So it's okay when white people figure out ways to make money because the system of money was built in this country as a system of money. Fine, capitalism is built around making sure that white people have money and they can stay on top and all that stuff. So as long as, as, long as white people are doing it, it's totally fair. But again, when black and brown people start doing it, now we're cheating. You guys, the money's not for you. You can't, what? We didn't think they even knew about this. They're using it to make money? <laughs> like, can't have nothing.
0: All right, let's bring up our guest.
1: Our guest today, (laughs) somebody very special to me, actually, Um, and a legend and a very appropriate uh, person to be chatting about this with us. I know him as (laughs) Setch. You may know him as Setchuaya. I think most people know him as Coach Bird. Such a white bird. Thank you. And welcome to the podcast. This is where somebody will insert a sound effect. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to let you say a little bit more about like who you are and what you do. I, I I will quickly mention that I first met such because he is uh, good friends with my older brother, Kals. Mm-hmm. Kals on top, aka Kalsar, Kalsar Chandler. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and Setch and Kalsar became really good friends at Yorkship. At Yorkship. At Yorkship Elementary School, 1980. <laughs> that's right, right when I first came on the scene. 1980. Yep, I, exactly. So they met and they've been <laughs> friends ever since. And I've seen Setch around my house, and I, you know, we, we watch each other's families do family things and people have kids and grow up. So anyway, just super psyched to have you here. And tell Definitely. us about you and a little bit about the Birdcage show, too. Before we
2: Uh, real, I'm going to try to make this quick, you know okay. what I'm saying? Because, you know, when I, I get a mic, you know, I like to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, uh, when they get the awards at the Grammys, the music will start playing. I'll be like, I ain't worried about that music. Yo, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm going to refer to her as sis, <laughs> my little sis, you know what I'm saying? As she said, um, Such a wild bird, you know what I'm saying, from Camden, New Jersey. Um, Definitely a product of Camden. Um, You know, Grew up in Centerville, mom and dad still live in the house that I grew up in in Centerville, you know what I'm saying? And I just like to say that I'm a product of Camden because so many people think that nothing comes out of Camden. You know what I'm saying? And I think I did pretty good for myself and I'm continuing to do pretty good for myself. And Camden Public Schools, through the whole nine, graduated from uh, Camden High in 1988. Uh, Went to Lehigh play a little football when I graduated that didn't work out so well came back home Um, We were thinking about going back to Lehigh, but my dad was just like, you know what we're going to Rutgers Camden You need to just get that degree and keep it moving Went to Rutgers Camden, um, you know, played basketball there, played baseball there. Um, I'm in that thousand point club, scored 1,300. I, 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 was, I was number six. I think I might have <laughs> dropped to number seven. I think somebody passed me, you know Aww. what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm in their Athletic Hall of Fame and whatnot. Graduated there in 94 of May and was in a Camden City school classroom teaching in September of 94, you know what I'm saying? I just I had no idea that's – you know, 29 years later, I will still be doing this, but I'm just glad the way that the universe works sometimes and, and, and um, things worked out. So you um, stayed
1: teaching from that first teaching gig. From you that stayed first, that's it.
2: I did my first uh, nine years in Camden, South Camden Alternative School. Um, I was trying to get into coaching. Um, wasn't too many co- coaching opportunities at that time. Um, my brother-in-law, Bob Henson, who's the head football coach at Camden High now, he was at Timber Creek. He went to Rutgers for a couple years. Now he's back at Camden High. He's this will be his first year at the um you know as the head at uh, Camden High football, and he was like yo we got some he was teaching in Pensacola and coaching out there at the time, and um he was like yo we you might want to come out you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um they needed some you know special ed teacher, they needed some special ed teachers and I got out there in 2003. Um when I first got there I got an assistant basketball coaching job, assistant baseball coaching job. Um, my good friend, Reggie Lawrence, was the head football coach at the time, and he told me, as soon as I got a spot for you, <laughs> you're on staff. So that happened in 2005, and I've been coaching ever since. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So um, this September, it'll be uh, 29 years teaching. I'm going into my 29th year teaching, and, um, you know, we're getting ready. We got our first scrimmage tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready for this football uh, uh, season, upcoming season. So been coaching uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> since 2003. So currently just teaching at Pensalkin High School where your mom was That's the right. legend, That's counselor. Right. Counselor, legendary, <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? Um, I'm one of the assistant football coaches at Pensalkin. I'm the head basketball coach. This will be my eighth season at uh, West Hampton Tech, which okay. is right near uh, Willingboro. And I'm also, they brought me back because I was the head baseball coach at Pensalkin from 2013 to th- 2019. I was like, God, right, I'm tired of coaching all three. You know what I'm saying? You uh, need a little rest. The head coach that took over baseball wise after me, I coached him when he was a student at Pensalkin, and he needed some coaches, and he was like, "Coach," for me. <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So I'm I'm an assistant I'm an assistant baseball coach at uh, Pensalkin High School as well.
1: So. But you drive down to where is it to do basketball? What's
2: Hampton Tech? West Hampton it's not that far. Okay. It's right near at okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. like when I leave uh, Pensalkan, it's right now 295, takes me about, because there's no traffic at that time, mm-hmm. about 15 or more than 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, right there.
0: I have been waiting for someone to come to this table to talk <laughs> hoops with me. <laughs> I'm just going to go over here. here. <laughs> um, so, so I grew up in Maryland. Um, I played hoops in PG mm-hmm. County, which for my money is the best hotbed of, of basketball in the country. I've, I've watched. Not to cut you off, uh, yeah, Steve. I've watched.
2: Um, the PG County documentary about, I just watched it, it was on again yesterday. I yeah. Watched it about five times. Yeah, yes, Durant, it's, it's the crazy. Whole thing. Yes.
0: My, my high school coach, Mike Jones, okay. in it. You know, yep, yep, he's yep, he's yep. featured. Um, my high school coach before him, with Morgan Wooten, who retired mm-hmm. while I was there, in that basketball hall of fame. Um, but the way it works in DC is the private schools pluck all the best players. And so I remember when I was going, I had about a dozen high schools recruiting me, and Dematha brought me into the the office on the visit when I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the school, and I put on championship jackets, right. and I met all the players, and I went out, and you know I came back, and I'm like, Mom, I want to go to Dematha, <laughs> and she was like, It might, it must not. I still have the jacket. I thought about bringing it out today, oh but it was a little warm. Um, <laughs> but but the point being that I don't think folks are super familiar with mm-hmm. the way high level basketball works, mm-hmm. and so I, I just wanted to start. There, how's Mm -hmm. it work here in South Jersey? Where do folks go? Are folks being recruited? What's what's the scene look like?
2: Um, as far as um we were being plucked, like when when I was coming through, like I said, I graduated '88. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had those teams, the the kids that were being plucked. We're going to your Canon Catholics, your Mm Paul Six, Mm -hmm. your Bishop Uses. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In this, in this area. You know what I'm saying? Which were good programs? You know what I'm saying? At that time.
1: Champion, champion programs.
2: At, at, at times, okay. you know what I'm saying. That, at times, yeah, oh. at times. That's why. That's well, but the, why. But you know, the some real, are the real
0: New Jersey championship teams. You're either going to there's because the go, go to Brett, New Jersey. You go, yeah, you can go to Philly. Or you can go to right. North was, Jersey right. and you go the Roselle. Philly, or and, or and, to, yeah. right,
2: the Roselles. At that time, the Saint Anthony's, Elizabeth. the Saint Pats, yeah, the Elizabeths. Pats, they man. were, you know, they they were top dog. Right. You know, at that time, after we went on our run, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, after '88, things kind of slowed down a little bit and you know what i mean and, and and now you know we had this resurgence but um yeah a lot of school i mean a lot of the better players from this area they're headed up new jersey for basketball you
0: know right what and and so how much do you see folks going to schools outside of their area people move like how much are families making basketball decisions in terms of high school sports in south jersey
2: now now it's more um and and i don't want to say i blame it on but it has a lot to do with this whole AAU situation. I can't wait to talk about It has AAU. a lot to do with
0: this whole AAU situation. Let's you know back up a step, because I don't think um, our audience is going to be super mm-hmm. familiar with AU mm-hmm. hoops, yeah, and I, I know don't my co hoops. What? <laughs> <the, laughs> AU? Tell me, but I don't know what it is. Amateur it sounds athletic, like money. Right. <laughs> you have to pay for it?
1: Well, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Yes, oh, yes, you have to pay. Yes, yes, okay. Yes, and what yes, does it stand yes, for? What?
0: Yes. Uh, amateur what? Amateur athletic, athletic union. Oso- union. Right. It was <laughs> when, when I mm. first started playing, it was described to me as kind of like, it started as kind of like the Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. There used to be AU in lots of different sports. But it's become the way, the main way in which basketball players get seen. Mm-hmm. So it used to be you play for a top high school program and then folks recruit you. Now you play in the summer and you travel on these circuits largely funded by shoe companies. The top programs are funded by shoe companies. Mm-hmm. And so where where you play for AAU is a big deal. Yes. And so you yes. were talking about kind of this jockeying folks are, are yes. having. Yes,
2: that's where, um,
0: um, you know,
2: it was a point where, if you were good, and and coaches from around the country, whatever wanted to recruit you, and no matter where you're at, and I'm not just talking about you know here in Jersey, no matter where you're at in the country, you gotta go to these certain spots. I gotta go to Camden now. I gotta get on this flight and go to Kentucky now. I gotta get on this flight and go to Vegas. AAU is bringing all the best in the country to one gym, mm. and they're just playing games the whole weekend. So now, as a coach. I just got to show up at that AU event. I'm going to see the best in the country, pick it a litter, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying, and, and, mm-hmm. and get to see. So it kind of took, in my opinion, the power away from the high school coaches because, like I said before, you had to come to Camden High's gym. That's what I'm saying And talk to Coach Turner. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? You had to come to the gym and, and talk to the coaches and, and see what's up with this player. But now, you know, you talk to the AU coaches. You and know then what I'm because saying? it costs and, and
1: money, doesn't that mean that just because you're the best you might not be able to do it?
2: It depends on and, How and, best and you it, are. right, ah, right. Now I that's that's it. that's the case. Okay. Like Someone said, will find the money if you're when the best. You're the, when you're in the um, the circuit with the Adidas circuit, the Under Armour Circuit, the Nike circuit. <laughs> this is so much the, for like a a C. That's 16-year-old. the best of the best. And and well, what happens what and, and what I try to warn parents about is just because it's an AAU program, please don't like Do not. have your eyes, don't be blind. Like, just because my son is playing in this AU program and we might go to Maryland one weekend, we might go here one weekend,
3: Does that's not, necessarily you're not going to the mean You might not exactly. be getting that scholarship right. you're looking
2: for. I mean, it helps. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's, if you're not on the Nike, the Under Armour, the Adidas, if you're not on that level circuit, I don't know if I'm paying 1600 the, okay. For a couple months. <laughs> uh, and and, you know and I'd, say I'd say there's two And different different. I
1: feel like, in which case, and correct me if I'm wrong, don't <laughs> cut you off, but like, then it kind of goes back to like, well, keeping it to Camden, like, if we have a championship basketball team, like maybe my kid can't play AU because it doesn't make sense for me to pay all that mm-hmm, money to put mm-hmm, them on the random mm-hmm. team. But like, if I send them to this high school with this mm-hmm. amazing basketball program, you give somebody a chance. It, I don't know if it matters. It's worked
0: the opposite way. Uh, right. right? So <laughs> <laughs> we're cutting it B we're cutting yes. out the basketball <laughs> right. knowledge. No, yes. so, so the way it's worked is the opposite way, which is that to remain a top high school mm-hmm. program, you basically have a AU team that's often your farm yes. team. Mm, At the top level, You have money from the shoe companies and sponsors. And the reason is because they're trying to get to players early. And so this is my understanding of the Camden story, which is um, DJ Wagner will be making millions of dollars playing basketball Mm -hmm. very soon the top player in the country and the shoe companies want to get there first. So they've been investing in his AAU program, which his family runs, which that group Purvis Ellison who played with Milt way back in the day, Mm -hmm. Louisville, scholar (laughs) elite. I keep trying to get some (laughs) Scholar Elite gear, you know, but what happened is though that team, because it's so good and because it's paid. Right. So, so they're not asking. My understanding is if you're a scholar elite, you're not asking for $1,600, right? You're getting, like everything's free. You're getting all the gear, mm-hmm. you're getting the shoes. Then those players decided to stay together and come to Camden High. Right. To be I with, definitely got that DJ. part,
1: which I thought was lovely, actually. <laughs> I really like that. It was like a little heartwarming. Like, oh, they all played together in the summer and they were like, not only like if we all go together, we're gonna win everything right, and right, we get right. to stay together. Right. Like yeah. they right. want to be friends. Right. 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 Friends, right. remember friends when you're 15?
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, and then the other side of it I think is is what you're asking is I think there are coaches on the other end who are telling people that they're gonna have those opportunities right. and then charging them Charge money like it's like ten and under right. Right. soccer, yes. right. you know. Yeah, exa- um, right. yes, like Definitely. travel but, soccer. But my <laughs> question is, you know, are you recruit like are you out at AAU games as a coach? And I'm not trying to get you in trouble, I don't know how much recruiting you. No 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 no. no, 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 no. Me personally,
2: yeah. I'm not there. Yep. But like you said, my guys, we kind of funneled them into the AU program that we want them playing for. Mm-hmm. Like okay. you said. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and then from there, you know, we have, you know, been blessed to, I'll say blessed. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> From the my guys playing there, now the West Tech program gets a little light. And now we have parents, you know, coming, like, we want to go to West Tech, too. Yes. You know what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'll go, I will go at times to see my players. When I get a chance, I will go, you know, see my players play and things like that. And, um, you know, you might see a high school coach or two in the building. But it's, 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 it's more these kids are now are mouthpieces like it's the kids that are doing more of the quote unquote recruiting yeah, they have the than the power. actual high school coach right. you know what I'm saying and i'm not saying that the coach might not be like yo listen you know you, you tell your boy <laughs> mm-hmm. come on over you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like, but you know it's it's i see a lot of that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying where the kids will be like yo man we we had a great successful you know run at this won't you you know if you can talk to your mom blah, 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 blah. wow come on over and let's let's play together talk to your doing mom
0: yeah like no That's great no, no. yeah and, no. then, and then at the high levels, right, I feel like it's very closely tied. because have oh, you know, the definitely. AU program, uh, the, the high school, and then the shoe money. Most so, so, how's that work? Most definitely.
2: That's, that's um, you know, like, like we talked about a little bit um, with the Canada High situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, DJ, DJ is, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in Centerville. Wani grew up in Centerville. So, I think uh, my first year of teaching in 94, um, I did the summer recreation. At uh-huh. Sumner. Uh, I remember Wani uh, was there, you know what I'm saying? He oh, played on my recreation okay. team. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, he when I was coaching at Camden High when DJ was little, he would have DJ at all our practices. Right. And I'd be like, DJ, go out and get out there. He, mm. the DJ's like seven, to eight years old, mm-hmm. doing better than my high school kid, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we all knew where he was his stock was going. Right. So I mean, why wouldn't you want to play if if you can with the, the number one player in the country? Seriously. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And that AAU program, you know, this is where you're meeting these guys. And not only do you get a chance to play and showcase your skills playing alongside of him, you're going to have a pretty good team because it's a bunch of top players <laughs> playing together and you're going to dominate. You're know going to have, have a great uh, Everybody time. wants to win. Everybody wants to win. <laughs> and you're going to be on that national level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Camden High wasn't on that national level until, uh, well, again, until now. You know, mm-hmm. I think I was. Uh, was that 85, 86, when we were number one in the country? USA right, today. yeah. The, um, I think eight, I was a junior. Yeah. That's what my classmates said. Uh, we all got uh, Vic Carstarfin, the mayor, Denny Brown. Mm-hmm. We all graduated oh. together in 88. I think <laughs> I think we were juniors. We were the sophomores and juniors, but we were number one in the country. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we hadn't been on that platform until now. And, and
0: now Cam Nye's back. You know, this, this has always been a big deal. The funny one is Dewan Wagner. I was at Dematha, and the right. rumors were everyone wanted to go to Dematha because it, right. it was a program yeah. that was national and we could recruit, right? And, right. Um, and the big rumor when I was there is actually that Dewan was coming down for a senior mm-hmm. year. Oh. And I have done a little chasing, and everyone here right. swears right, it right, would never right. happened. But at Dematha, never. the rumor went all right. the way around. Right. Right. Um, but I, I also wanted to talk about the other mm-hmm. side of this, which is the. Um, so we've talked about Camden High as basketball powerhouse, as, as attraction. Um, that's not always how it's talked about in South Jersey. Mm-mm. So I do some runs in South Jersey over at Haddonfield, <laughs> Cherry Hill, and I hear the same story over and over <laughs> from folks who play. And this, it's like an urban legend. Okay. And the urban legend is that when people play against Camden High in Camden, they don't um, – they don't use the locker rooms okay because they're afraid there's going to be a fight after the game and they want to have their bags so they can go straight out to the bus right, because right. some hypothetical times <laughs> so it's always someone's brother or someone's cousin really? this, everyone tells me this story this is what everyone t- and this is but this to me, this is the starting point for this article Yeah, is, right. well, when I go to Camden right, High, right, I don't right. leave my stuff in the locker room, right. Right. Right? right? Because that's, you know, yeah. that's the way the stuff so is. So how
1: are you going to tell me that these kids from West <laughs> Defer and so and so are, are, maybe they don't even go there. And, maybe they just go to the games, right? And right, so, Like and so maybe so they go to their own almost high school. And
0: disbelief right. that someone would go. Right. And I was just right. wondering, like, I know right. you must... Oh, See this? I, I know you must have um, stories about how people oh, talk about it.
2: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like you said, they're they're urban legends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like n- no, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I graduated through there. I didn't play basketball at Can High. I played football and baseball, um, but you know I was at all the games and, and all that. And no, they they went at that time. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? They went to the locker room after the game. They got their stuff. It wasn't no incidents. I mean, now don't get me wrong. It's a very intimidating if you're not used to that or you haven't played in that environment, it is definitely I don't care if we are playing right. uh, uh, Cherry Hill West <laughs> who weren't that good at that time or we are playing the top dogs. The building's going to be packed.
1: We're going to be bad. banging on
2: the doors. Before we come out the out the locker room, you just hear the chant. They banging on the doors, hear the chant like, uh-oh, here they come. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so, of course, right. it was a little intimidation factor there. You know what I'm saying? But as far win. as it, no, nobody was in a in in harm's way. You know what I'm saying. You yeah. could take it. You can go to the locker room. You know what I'm saying. You can leave your stuff in the locker room. Right. You we're, can leave with your play. all your valuables and all your stuff. Like, it, mm-hmm. nah, that that's definitely wasn't the case. But you know how some stories just get stretched. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And yeah. and I because I hear them too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Even when I and. I don't even know if I should be telling this story but we're going to tell it. it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: when I coached like I said I was the head coach there 11 12 and 12 13 one of my coaches that I brought on um his significant other was like um well are you going to be safe coaching there because he wasn't from the area right. you know what I'm saying friend of mine you know what I'm saying good friend yeah. of mine but he wasn't from the area mm-hmm. and his wife's like you going to be sa- your car going to be safe you mm-hmm. like like come on, it's wow. so like we're we're good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not third world country. Right, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, right. like you're yeah, not gonna you know? have to dodge bullets and stuff like that to get mm-hmm. in the gym. to coach, mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. you know we we get that. Yeah, and and you know it's, it's it's part of what it is, and I've accepted it. You know what I'm saying? And and you know and I'm here. And should we? As far like I truth. feel
1: like this is always the thing that I'm get, come back to when okay. I read articles like this. Like. Should, how how long do we have to accept it and like right. how much of this do we have to accept and part of right. it is just what we're doing right now like I don't have to right. accept true. it we true, don't true, have to accept it on air right like, right <laughs> yeah like we walk around with it
2: and I definitely don't accept Kevin Armstrong's article yeah you know what I'm saying I, and you know and it was um. You know, I gotta put my shameless plug in uh, the Birdcage show uh, every Monday night, <laughs> eight o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Episodes air. You know what, what I'm right. saying? But we had, um, I don't know, Steve, Did you read the uh, article by Del Greco Wilson? Yes. The rebuttal, and yep. we had him on the show okay. uh, a couple episodes ago. And um, you know, we just need, and he's not even from Camden. You know what I'm saying? He he he, you know, migrated over to Camden and whatnot. But you know, we just need platforms like this right. to, to to be the rebuttal of Kevin Armstrong's type articles right. you know what I'm saying because you know a lot of people sometimes just take what they see as that's that's the that's it that's that's the end of all that's it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying the gavel bow, yep. is that's the truth oh he said it you know so it must, right. yeah, said right it must here. be true yes yeah, you know right here yes right six months
1: so, of investigative right, journalism, yeah, right. <laughs> and now, so it must be the answer yeah and like
2: you were saying like like why are we okay you're you're talking about the Camden cheetahs way to you know number 12 or whatever what does boarded up houses in this, in the, we're in the inner city. We're right. in an urban city. Yes. Every urban city in the country has boarded up. I don't care. You have some suburban, <laughs> it might not be boarded up, but. But you, nobody living in there. Yeah. Like what does that air. have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like things like that. What does, you know what I'm saying? um uh Stop Wani's um, step pop. My man uh, put, we went to school together. He graduated yeah. with us in 88. Played football with us. The, the situation he got himself into, what does that have to do with DJ and Camden High winning the twelfth state title? I don't I don't understand. Like certain right. things like that. Like that's where
1: they're all a bunch of derelicts. Right. That's where, where that's where that
2: cheating. article exactly. rubbed me the wrong way. Right. Like what are we what are we talking about here? Yep. If Let's you wanna go say back. these kids, like you said, you know, some of them they didn't live in Camden, things like that, but they're not playing illegally. Nope. <laughs> you know what exactly. i'm saying they're 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 legal exactly. they have programs the yep. schools they went to magnet schools you can pay a tuition mm-hmm. live outside of camden and play well you know what like, apparently is so, illegal being
1: a, being broke yeah. <laughs> you know i, mean, <laughs> I love that not, not allowed not allowed to not have enough money for the next guy like what is going on yeah, so that's where I,
2: I went wrong with that with that article and you know I don't know. I don't know him personally. You know what I'm saying? I know a couple of people that write for uh, NewJersey.com and things like that. And, you know, I've reached out. But, you know, I didn't get the
1: answers that I was looking for. No so, comment? Yeah, they declined client comment.
0: Much. I don't know if I mentioned it. I played at DeMatha.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I right. never heard of it. Didn't know. Where would you I go, know, go to school again? At, uh, <laughs> at DeMatha,
0: when I got there, you know, there's a varsity mm-hmm. team, JV team, mm-hmm. freshman mm-hmm. team. And the year I was there, we started that year with 30 D1 players in the program. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can only play seven yeah, or eight, right. you know, so right, we had right, folks right, graduating. Right, 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 we right. have folks, uh, you know, but we have folks transferring to other right. schools. We played in the championship a couple years in our league okay. and the top two players in the other team transferred because sure. they <laughs> couldn't make our varsity team. Right. Uh, and so, yeah. like, this is to me, this is the big thing that I to me, I expect a little racism from New Jersey mm-hmm. reporters. I don't expect folks mm-hmm. to understand Camden that well. We started the podcast because we were so sick of, you know, it's Mm -hmm. boarded up buildings but it's not surprising to me what's surprising to me is that a sports writer did a six-month thing but seems to have no idea how high level high school basketball works (laughs) i'm like what what are you reporting on (laughs) exactly Um, but i'll have to do this because i I talk about this all the time this is my favorite over a beer conversation i think our top five at dematha historically would beat your top five at camden high So I asked you, I gave you a little heads Mm. up, pull your top five together. I'm going to pull my five together. And I just want your honest take, you know, I think this is the part where I sing. (laughs)
1: i can go first if you want to pull it together i'm gonna go
0: across a couple different eras, right a little about the shout out so guy who's in the league right now victor oladipo right oladipo pretty good before the knee started hurting i'm gonna put next to him might be a controversial pick don't know if you remember this guy joe forte played in north carolina mcdonald's all-american um the guy I played for, a little older, Adrian Dantley. Okay. But this next guy, Danny Ferry, okay. the guy. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't figure out who to bring the fifth guy, but I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Jeremy Grant, who's in the league right now. Okay. So that's my five: okay. Vic, okay. Victor okay. Oladipo, Joe Forte, okay. Jeremy Grant, Adrian Dantley, Danny Ferry. Okay. Five NBA players. Okay. What do we got? Serge?
2: Okay. I'm gonna say uh, we got Wani Wags. All right, shut down that whole five.
1: <laughs> 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 but
2: since we gotta have four oh, others okay, on the okay, court, okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with 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 what mm-hmm. I saw. You know what I'm saying? Some of my classmates, the mayor, you know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. Dick, Dick? Uh, Dick? Uh, Denny Brown, um, Milt Wagner, yeah. um, Lou, uh Lou Banks was a monster. I think he graduated in 86 or 85, something like that. I saw him – I don't even know if it was rules back then because I saw him, like, grab the ball off the rim and then dunk it. Like, he dunked it, missed (laughs) it, held it onto the rim and dunked it back in and they counted it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, Oh, man. I mean, you know, I got to – Since I gave a shout out to my dad earlier, I got to go back to Ron Itchy Smith. I heard he was the greatest of all time. You know, that's one of those, you know, my dad thinks Wilt was the greatest of all time and all of that, which I can't, you know, I'm not going to say he wasn't. I just didn't get the chance to see him play, so I kind of just stuck with who I got. Oh, my man, uh, D-Block, Aaron Walton Moss. Okay. He's a bucket, you know what I'm saying? So, if Ronnie is tired, we'll give it to Walton And he'll get
0: a bucket. No spot for DJ. (laughs) He hasn't earned it yet. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not Not yet. He will be there. Not 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 yet. He's got a state
2: championship. No, you got to get there. I had DJ on my Camden high team. Not yet. He will, (laughs) but you said top five. He will be maybe our seventh guy off the bench oh, <laughs> right now right now right now so we, obviously
0: we have a little email if our fans want to write in with their Camden high top five we're at gaslitstreets at gmail.com you can go ahead and write us what else Definitely. you got V anything else you want to shout you out like you were top on the birdcage top five oh, yeah, cheerleaders yeah, that right, I love right, in the world right, right. yes
1: I was on the birdcage show you can check yes, it out I, 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 episode I think it was 59 Fifty nine. Yep. so you can go on YouTube, or exactly follow the birdcage. We'll put, it the the bird we'll put it on the show notes. You can follow that on on Instagram. Definitely. That was that was a pleasure. Yeah, give you know, us it. a
0: little taste. What what's the what's going on with the podcast? What's the hey, segment? What's, what's the, the format? Um, we just
2: finished. Like I said, every uh, Monday, yeah, uh, eight o'clock. Um, the new episodes come out. Um, we just had, like I said, Desi Shelton was That's on this so week's cool. uh, episode, and she does a lot with the arts and mm-hmm. you know her playwrights and all that type stuff. Um, with that, it was just a platform. You know, I just had something I wanted to say. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think um, I've had a lot of experience um, coaching and teaching and, you know, had a, a, lot of, a lot of obstacles that I had to jump over, you know what I mean, and avoid and things like that. So, um, you know, we just kind of wanted to have a platform. You listen in and maybe I can help a student athlete um, avoid something that I didn't avoid. Um, answer a question for a parent about, you know, the clearinghouse and financial aid and things like that and just – you know, the big up people that are doing things for our city of Camden, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said earlier, a lot of times we get a bad rep in the city, you know what I'm saying? And there's a whole bunch of gems that's putting in work and, and doing great things and trying to uplift the city that we just want to give them a platform that, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember we had on um my guy that does my airbrushing, he did my wall and all oh, that. Oh yeah, um, your Tone cool wall. Yeah, 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 Like He's done so much for the that stopped the violence mm-hmm. that he talked about in the article. He's the one that did that mural. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Nice. So oh, yeah. but people, you know, don't he doesn't have platforms to get on. So, you know, we just wanted to have a platform where, you know, people can hop on and, and talk and you know what I'm saying. And plus I just like to talk and I like cameras. Yeah, you <laughs> like cameras. Exactly. Well, but no, before comes right. trying to cut you off. I got to give a shout out to my man um Antoine Miller. He's the um head uh, bas- basketball coach at Kit Academy, mm-hmm. but he was oh, okay. my uh, assistant for a long time. And um, he started his podcast, and that sparked the idea for mine. Oh. And so I got to give him a shout out. You What's know what his saying? podcast? AM um, University. Okay. AM University. Okay. Um, he's also the, the founder of um, Camden Elite, which okay. is an AU program here. And I, and I and I love his. I follow him on Instagram. There you go. Oh, you know what okay. I'm saying? He's he's about to, because one thing that we didn't say about some of these AU programs, it's just like an all-star game. You get right. the best ten, twelve guys and roll the ball out. Let them go play because you know whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But Antoine is for the city. His prices is not expensive, and he's trying to teach fundamentals because a lot of times, as a high high school coach, we get some of our players that play for certain AU programs that we kind of like uh, whatever. They come to us with all these bad habits, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. parents, if you're listening, just if you're getting into that. You know, situations. Just please make sure you ask questions and and make sure it's the right fit for your kid. Because these AAU, AAU coaches will tell you, uh, sell your bill of goods. Yeah. Like, yo, you get with me, give me the sixteen hundred, your kid is getting a guaranteed scholarship, Ugh. and your kid got cut from the high school team. Exactly.
4: <laughs> you know what I'm That's what I'm worried.
2: So you got to be careful. You just got to be careful. But yeah. I definitely appreciate being here. You know and cousin Tracy, definitely. she's your co-host,
1: right? Oh nah,
2: oh man oh man I was great getting in trouble she, what she was, she, was in <laughs> she was about to quit. the <laughs> <laughs> she was about to quit she was about to quit yes yes Got yes yes cousin gotta, Tracy Cousin Tracy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying she um she she played at Canada High. she played at Canada Catholic she came over to Camda High I think she graduated 80 uh after me 89 um she actually had a scholarship at Iowa State for a minute had some injuries um so she was a uh, she's a retired cop now in the mm-hmm. city of Camden. She still lives in the city. She's an advocate for the city. Um, her platform is mental health. She has a Daylight Foundation. You know what I'm saying? Her son uh, committed suicide, and he was an athlete, played football in the whole nine. Um, so, you know, I had her on, um, like, an episode or two, and the people were like, she needs to be your co-host. Uh, <laughs> nice. So she's been with me, you know what I'm saying, rocking and rolling with me. And, uh, you know, so definitely – Cousin Tracy, shouts out to you. I didn't forget you. Nah, and I, and you. I got some pizza for you. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. That is so good.
1: This is wonderful. so great to talk to you, yeah, Satch. Anything it. else? You got, I'm not going no, to cut I you off your good. amazing basketball <laughs> conversation. So, definitely Yeah, appreciate It's it. always good to talk to the people who grew up here, understand it, and, and also have seen some mm-hmm. other stuff and worked mm-hmm. at some other schools, and it's been enlightening for me to hear a little bit about how this Sounds, uh, yeah, highly competitive basketball <laughs> stuff. Works. Yeah, and,
0: and my takeaways: if you've got a you know young athlete in the family, you know, listen to the birdcage, and then maybe drop Coach Bird a line if you need one of those yes voices outside. Because there's a lot of people inside who make but, promises. Yes, that's the way it works. Oh so, thanks so much for coming yeah, on. Nah, nah, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Right, you. There have been a variety of media responses to the controversy over Camden High's championship win. Gaslit Streets Writer's Room had a lot of fun dissecting perspectives. John Kunkel, Chris Williams, welcome
3: back to The Gaslit Streets. Thank you, Steven. So in preparation for this episode, we read a lot of coverage of the season, the championship, the controversy. You guys did a great job covering the ways in which racism wraps itself up in concern trolling. But we wanted to address a different problem we witnessed in media coverage of Camden. Sometimes a notable publication or an author with their heart in the right place we will use tropes and language that undermine their intent. We want to show how performative allyship can actually serve to reinforce oppressive narratives, which is why today we're bringing you with friends like these.
4: We will be reading excerpts from a recent op-ed and ranking them on a scale of allyship ranging from JD and Turk to Pete Davidson and Kanye West. Let's get to it.
3: After eight seasons of photographing the Camden High basketball team, I believe the 2021-2022 squad, with a 31-3 record, was probably the best Panther team I'd seen. As rough as things could get in this oft-maligned city, the court was a place where Camden teens could showcase their excellence, frequently against more affluent suburban peers.
4: Friendship level, Woody and Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story 1. It's, it's a little rough in the beginning, but there's potential.
3: I don't know if you can start out being like as rough as things are in this off-maligned city. You just maligned it. All right. The talent and tenacity of the kids and the love and hope the community invested in them made Panther basketball a winter tradition for me. A former Enquirer staffer, I left this newspaper in 2014 after winning a journalism fellowship to document life in a city I felt was poorly covered and misunderstood. I made Camden my beat and spent much of that first year embedded at Camden High to show how poverty affected learning and how the school was surviving the influx of charter schools in the city, which were luring students away from Camden High. I hadn't intended to photograph sports until I brought my cameras to a few football and basketball games to make portraits of spectators and athletes. And the players started asking me if I'd gotten an action shot of a stellar touchdown run or a winning basket. I couldn't say no.
4: I'd give that a friendship level of steve-o and self-harm it's a pretty close pretty cool combination
3: at the basketball games the bleachers shook with the sounds of camden high mighty marching panther band and the foot stomping of a top drawer cheerleading squad you want the high you got the high was the fans battle cry and a hard-won victory over a tough opponent was greeted with a joy exceeded only at the city's high school graduations i mean friendship level on that that's like Dolores Umbridge and Cornelius Fudge for my Harry Potter stands out there. Like just over the top compliments for like real problems. And I, anytime someone with a, with a warm bleeding heart wants to hype up like how great the suit, like norm like exceptionalizing normal things, like that's a red flag for me. You don't have to exceptionalize normal things in the community in order for them to be people with dignity. You don't understand though, they really like books. From my time at the high school, I knew the adversity many players faced. There was whose mother was killed by a stray bullet during a family car ride. Numb from losing so many friends to gun violence. And who had a stint in foster care and committed multiple crimes as a juvenile before using the sport to help overcome his past.
4: Friendship level, Jesus and Judas. That's just a straight up betrayal one you don't dox people uh any person in this list that's trying to get a nice job at piggly Wiggly's when they move out in florida this is definitely going to come up on the google search
3: i mean that's forever like can we bleep those names actually in post please because like we're not in the business of making people's past forever right but it was impossible not to root for them or to cry with them when they lost state championships but tears were almost non-existent this year and the Panther team was no longer all kids that had grown up in Camden. DJ Wagner, the top-ranked junior in the country, whose father, Dewan and grandfather, Milt, were Camden High basketball legends, became a magnet for talented teens from other schools. The COVID-19 pandemic eliminated postseason play for two years, but in March, the Panthers beat Newark Central at Rutgers to win their first state title in 22 years. They cried only when they lost the final Tournament of Champions game a few days later, ironically falling to Aaron Bradshaw's alma mater, Roselle Catholic.
4: Yeah, Friendship level, Quentin Tarantino, and feet. Like, there has to be something weird about this fetishization of tears. Like, really, these are grown-ass uh, teenagers.
3: That's the only emotion you can, you can showcase? Sadness? I mean, there's also like an emasculation aspect to you need to feel comfortable with young black men only if they show like a vulnerable, sad emotion. Along the way, the native and out-of-town players experienced the same pleasures and pain of the city. It was Panther Cyan Medley's idea to hold a free summer basketball camp for kids where the children, like the players, some from Camden, some not, were thrilled to be rubbing elbows with the athletes. At a Camden party attended by several of the players, a team member was reportedly grazed by a stray bullet. I mean, this friendship level, friendship level, the entire party line phone call from Mean Girls, the, the, Like, this is just dishing hearsay on people. I heard there was a party, and at the party, someone was grazed by a bullet, like, <gasps> doing the exact thing that at the very beginning of the article was saying, oh, this is an off-malign city where apparently young upstanding men who are playing basketball also are at risk for stray bullets. The Panthers' success this season prompted the digital media outlet NJ.com to launch a six-month inquiry into the legality of Camden's recruitment of players from other New Jersey towns, with a resulting article titled, Camden Celebrates a Hoops Rebirth, but critics wonder, did they cheat their way to a championship? The case is now being investigated by the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association. The article's depiction of Camden as a sad cluster of abandoned buildings and mention of a sky-high murder rate from 10 years ago made it easier for black and brown Camdenites to dismiss the accusation as sour grapes from white folks who were jealous of the team's triumphs. I mean, this is relationship level, sleepless in Seattle if they never make it to the Empire State Building. Definitely. definitely like that's a miss con- that's a massive misconnection like you could have just left it there leave it there leave it there and the article save yourself 400 characters and the article
4: misconnection this is like romeo and juliet they would have had their they would have had the happy relationship if they just got the memo about the memo that about the poison
3: i wondered whether i should question the state championship title i'd watch the panthers chase for the last eight years and finally win
4: friendship level brutus and caesar
3: I remembered how unfair it seemed when Camden High students who couldn't afford winter coats or breakfast and had to walk past drug corners to get to school were measured by the same test scores as their suburban peers, and how I'd felt about them having to live the same distance from their schools in order to be given busing as suburban peers who face little danger walking to school. I recalled how many city leaders had been strongly rumored to not live in Camden as required by law, and all the aspects of the city from its powerful political machine to its environmental racism that were far riper for a lengthy investigation than this team. I searched for a good reason that DJ Wagner should not be allowed to bring basketball glory to the school where his father and grandfather thrilled some of these same exact fans. Was Camden High guilty of flouting the rules by recruiting in the same manner as private and religious schools? Of wanting a title so badly that it risks sanctions by bringing players here from other communities to pay a small amount of tuition where the rules precluded it? If the answer is yes, I decided that in a world of contradictions and unfairness and a city so often struggling under the weight of both, it would be one sin I could forgive.
4: Friendship level, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney singing Ebony and Ivory, if Paul McCartney was wearing clan robes.
3: So ultimately, like I, I don't think the author of this op-ed is trying to attack the city, but in the course of mounting this defense, the author employs a lot of the stereotypes and tropes and and reasserts them and doxes some kids. Like, this is- Journalists usually don't do that.
4: And you'd think a person that's worked at the Acquire for like a decade would have more of a, you know, ethical obligation than to just straight up say, oh, this kid's a criminal.
3: We'll keep looking out for the friends like these on the gaslit streets. Thanks for listening.
1: Well, wow, we've had a g- very interesting discussion today. Great topic, great guest, great segment. Um, just so glad that all of our listeners could join us. We always have fun chatting about these things and just uh, diving into some of the ways that we've been gaslit about Camden, New Jersey. Um, we do have some shout outs before we say goodbye. I'm going to shout out the Camden store. I am rocking Camden store gear so hard today. I'm wearing my She From Camden shirt, which I will say I was wearing in the shop right in Cinnaminson. And this random woman was like a checker. She like left the line and came over and was like, um, you don't know me and I don't know you. But where'd you get that shirt? <laughs> so Camden store is where I got this shirt. I'm also rocking my Camden uh, backpack from the Camden store. So shout out to the Camden store.
0: Yeah, I wanted to shout out um, our former guest, Tanisha Marie. Check out her Instagram for Good Vibes events, for the peace um, lunches and peace picnics that they do, a whole bunch of other stuff. I started following after, uh, after we had her on, and there is a lot going on that's really fantastic.
1: Absolutely. I'm also going to shout out uh, someone I've shouted out before, Miss Tarina Nicole. Tarina Nicole designs are amazing. And for my birthday, she made me a beautiful bag that I can't stop carrying. So I've again, I'm looking around and I'm like all everything that I'm wearing and carrying around today was made by somebody in Camden. So I figured I'd shout them out.
0: We are at the beautiful Idea Center right now, and the Idea Center is partnering with Rutgers and some folks in Cooper Grant to put on a festival on October 1st, one of my favorite events of the year. A ton of artists out. I actually got a big piece for my house from one of the artists last oh, year. that's cool. Um, with a little skyline, Camden City. Um, so, so definitely come check that out.
1: I'm going to shout out the full moon in Aquarius because that just happened, and everybody needs to get in touch with their cosmic side. Okay, so I'm going to shout out DVRPC. The DVRPC is the Delaware Valley Regional Planning Committee, and they do something called Expo Projects, and one of them is coming soon to Camden. DVRPC is partnering with the city and the county and Camden Community Partnership and some other folks, um, Housing Authority uh, in Kramer Hill, to do a redesign of the intersection at the Kramer Hill Waterfront Park. So I think people may know that there was a fatality at this intersection, rest in peace, um, a few years back, and it could use a lot of improvements. So this project is meant to come out there and kind of do some temporary stuff, widen the sidewalks, create, Safer bike lanes, add crosswalks where there aren't any, restripe the roads even. It's a pretty big deal. But after it's installed, we'll be asking Kramer Hill residents to test out the new infrastructure and tell us what they like and what they don't so that when we come back to that area in a few years and do permanent road redesigns, we kind of get a sense for how residents want to interact with the space. So that should be up and running sometime this fall. I'm going to say like by October 1st, you should look for the DVRPC Expo project in Kramer Hill.
0: I was back at San Lucas for the first time in a long time over the weekend. One of my favorite spots to eat out on Federal Street. And since i had been there, new updated menu, redecorated, new furniture. There was a big quinceanera while I was there. People were partying it up. It was a great time. And I even got the right dish ordering in Spanish, which it's about 50-50.
1: Good for you. That was good. I'm proud of you for that. (laughs) I'm gonna shout out Connect the Lots movie nights. There are still some movie nights left throughout the month of August and um, I think early into early September and even the fall. So stay tuned to atctlcamden.com and you'll see all the cool outdoor free events that we're doing in parks and open spaces in Camden.
0: Shout out to the folks heading back to Rutgers for the fall semester. I know a lot of people have been working to get everything in place and I am super excited to uh, to see everybody. It's been real quiet around campus.
1: All right. And I would also just like to shout out Camden Spirit Week. I know it is maybe coming up. It may not be completely official but just keep your eyes peeled first week of October there's going to be some pretty cool stuff happening uh, in Camden around spirit and you know when you have a championship basketball team <laughs> there's no lack of spirit
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right with that we'll wrap it up if you have shout outs for us if you have fan mail if you have hate mail if you have a uh, Camden no, I, no 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 don't, no' hate mail. don't send that send the hate mail too no <laughs> <laughs> Steven (laughs) Daly. Email us at gaslitstreets at gmail.com. That's G A S L I T S T R E E T S at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the gaslit streets. See ya. The gaslit streets was produced by Idea and recorded
4: at Idea Center for the Art Studio in Camden, New Jersey, with support from Idea's Operation Manager and Videographer, David Goodman, along with Marketing and Program Manager, Maurice Heyman, and Media
0: Intern, Mason Rickard.